Grit. Grit, oh, is, yeah. grit is passion and perseverance towards passion. long-term goals. Right? And so the stuff that's meaningful to us, the goals that we really want to go after, they just take more time and energy. And grit is not motivation. See, motivation is a trick. Motivation, when you're motivated, when you're pumped up, there's a surge of adrenaline and other whatever hormones yeah, are going through your body. Right. It's effortless because you're pumped up. It's it's almost an illusion. <laughs> it is an illusion. And so and so like sales. I mean, it's real, but it's an illusion. It's not going to stick around. It's very ephemeral. It is ephemeral. Yes. That's a great word. I love I it. Love I talk to word. leaders who are like, I just need my team to be more right. motivated. No. Like, no, I don't think so, because if that's your formula, you're going to spend a lot of energy pumping them up and they deflate, pumping them up and they deflate. The trick is, and this to me is such a leadership trait and a human trait. I love this. What does it take to keep going when you're disheartened, when you're disappointed, when you're fatigued, Right. when the negative data is outweighing the positive data? Right. That's where grit comes in. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All right, here we go. Before this interview kicks off, I just want to say a few things by EK, Eric Kaufman, that I don't necessarily say on the front end of the interview. He is a keynote speaker. He's an executive coach. He's been effectively coaching since, I believe, 99. He has a wealth of wisdom and experience. Remember Plato once said, wisdom is equal measure experience plus reflection. And you will notice he's a a deep thinker. These uh, in-the-studio discussions are, are less interviews and more conversational, of course. And certainly in any uh, discussion format like that, there's the, the interruption factor is, is fairly high at the beginning, and I think it settles down to a nice pitch. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to me and Eric in the studio live. All right, Habits to Goals listeners, I have a fantastic feeling about this. We have one of my heroes in the studio, in the studio, Eric Kaufman. He is a bit of a local legend, and in many ways, we're living parallel lives. We were just talking at length about our 13 and 15-year-old daughters, how long we've been married, the difference <laughs> what is it? the difference between us and our wives and anything else we touched upon? Nothing that's worth okay. publishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing they care about. All right. Well, Eric Kaufman, how are you? Thank you for coming into the studio. You look terrific. Thanks. What Martin. do you got for us? I am delighted to be here. I'm 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 excited that you're doing this. I love your book. I love all the work that you're doing. Oh, that's too kind. Um, you're the, too kind. The habit factor is a rock and roll concept, and uh, you know, all the way from sort of the basics of how can you get better at your job to what does it mean to spiritually unwind and unfold. So, totally delighted to have some time with you. It's great 
that you're here. And I think I've shared with you that we open the show up with something called the GTR. Uh-huh. You know what that is? The good, good, <laughs> good, good things report. Good awesome. Things report. The good yes. things report. <laughs> so, as is customary, you get to choose. Shall Shall I go? Shall you go? Do you want to flip for it? Talk to me. I, I, I'll go. I mean, there's, there's a few good, <laughs> there's a few good things to report. My, I mean, you're talking about, you know, my, my uh, ninth grader is on a high school swim team, That's and she amazing. is killing it. She's doing a great job. And to be honest, I am envious of that intense level of exercise. I mean, she's in the pool five days a week, two hours with an Olympic level coach. And they are killing it, you know. And the coach is so competitive, That's, and he's instilling these really good habits she's in these swimming kids. Swimming in high school, she's swimming yeah, in high school. That's extremely competitive. Oh yeah, wow. and it is so beautifully intense. And she must to have watch. the swimmer's body, meaning she's, she's, she's the arms and the back. Yep. Wow, yep, yep. that's impressive. Yep. And 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 it's some great. I mean, it's great life skills that are being cultivated there. You know, so I'm I'm pumped about that. In terms of habits, in terms of good habits, diet, diet, exercise, you know, working with coaches, right. being consistent, the whole thing. It's beautiful. So that's awesome. My 13 year old is just devoted to dance. She's at her dance studio, I think, ten hours a week. Right. I mean, a lot, you know, and dancing up a storm and she loves it. And it is so amazingly prone to injury. Those girls, I mean, at the studio, she, she, she's already blown out her ankle. I shouldn't be laughing, but I, I I get it. And she didn't want to swim like her big sister. She loves to dance. Okay. It's like all these, I went to an orthopedic guy with her when she blew out her knee. He says, I see more girls in dance injuries than boys in football injuries. It's brutal. It's really intense. But again, this wonderful, I mean, she's passionate about it. Right. And all these good things are going on discipline-wise and learning-wise. I love it. I, I love feel it. like, uh, of course, you've been listening to the show. No, I was just going to say, almost always my GTRs revolve around my girls. So it's crazy that you're saying that. <laughs> well, Anything else you got? My parents just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. That's insane. Isn't that cool? Do, where do they live? They live in San Diego. Okay. They're local. Yeah. 50 is a big, it's a big one. Yeah. Holy wow. Yeah. I mean, so it's. So yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. I joke that I say. house is money right there. It's funny because you know, I'm 54 and they're just. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite there. Right. Yet. And, uh, and what else? What other good things? Uh, I bought some new camping gear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're scratching the bottom right. of the barrel. No, now. that's good. Um, well, What's usually we try to, yeah, we try to limit it to one or two, but I, I can't I'm done. be, I'm done. Can't, can't, can't be <laughs> camping gear is awesome. So for me, I'm going to confess. It was the first day I got in the water last week. I didn't surf at all. <laughs> Poor me. But no, I, I had a great little surf session today. It was fantastic. It was beautiful. And, and I know you know this because the last time we hung out, it was like an hour-long stroll around Mission Bay That's or right. something. That's right. Um, but it was just, in so many ways, you know, it's not just great exercise. It's therapeutic. And then it stimulates the creative process. Like I realized what I, something I could uh, write a blog post about and then something that I should add to a Mind Bullet Monday and then something... I should add to a webinar, and so you get out just fired up. So. It, it is. I mean, that, that spaciousness, right? You know, that's when you create environments and situations that 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 kind of untangle 
the active brain and the task-oriented brain, and you can get some spaciousness. Right. Surfing, I do, you know, I meditate, you know, I've been meditating Absolutely. for a long time. The other day, it was not this weekend, but last weekend, both my wife and the two girls were gone out to out of town. I had like a Saturday to myself after an intense week of work, of just traveling and work. Right. And I had the Saturday to myself. And, and after a few hours, I was like, all this creative stuff just started popping up. It took a you while. It took a while, it took a while. You know, it took a while. And, but, but I remembered how powerful it is to have space. So, you know. Yeah, I think the space is the birthing ground for great things. But now you know where Eric's coming from uh, mentally. And what I need to back up and do is say, and I'm sure I say this on the pre-show somewhere, but Eric is... One of the best writers I know. He's a fantastic author. He's written a book called Leadership, which we're going to talk about as a hero's journey. So he jumped ahead a little because not because that's what he does, but because he's a thinker. So um, anyways, I want to talk a little bit about this book in particular. Leadership as a Hero's Journey. I'd love to talk the, about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were you were setting me up to talk about the habit factor, but they're tired of hearing about that. So just a few things. Define, in your words, of course, what, what a hero, what it means to be a hero. So we're all heroes <laughs> on the journey. A bit of a right? softball. You've yeah. Never had that one yeah, before. Yeah, no, that's a that, – let, <laughs> let me think. Um, I mean, essentially – there's a hero and then there's a hero's journey, right? And so we're all heroes in our own journey. And, and essentially what I conceive of as a hero is, is somebody that is doing three things. And, and the reality is we're all called to do it at all times. It's whether or not we, we answer the call, right? Right. But the first thing about the, hero, the, the sort of the heroic, um, mindset as it were, right? right? Is that you are going to leave the comfort zone. Got it. So leaving the comfort zone, meaning you're, you're going to pursue something of significance to you, um, that is pushing you out of the familiar and the known. Right. And it's going to require more resources, learning, and some surrender. And this is part of how you define a hero. It's, it's getting out of. Yeah. So it's getting out of the comfort zone is one. Two is that there's an element of risk and sacrifice. Right, so every hero in every story and every parable right, right, right. is a hero because they have put themselves in some peril. There was risk, there's sacrifice, um, there was danger. Got it. Right, and that danger can be physical, but for the most part, for most of us, the danger is social and psychological and emotional, and even spiritual. Psychological. Psychological. Yeah, it's no, about, I I'm going to look like right. an idiot. I'm going right. to be rejected. Right. You know, they're not going to think I'm cool. I mean, whatever the the range of thing is. And then the third component, without which I think it's not a really heroic experience, is that there's ultimately service to others. Okay. Right. So you leave the comfort zone on a, on, a, on an expedition to find something significant, something different, something worthwhile, a prize, as it were. On the on the sort of path to this prize, there's risk, there's sacrifice, there's danger, and when you gain the prize, you don't just hoard it and under your mattress, but you turn around and you share it. So you're making a contribution to other people. If any one of those components is not there, it's not really the fully heroic experience. Otherwise, it's just you can be an adventurer, you can be a, a thrill seeker, but all three have to be in place for it to pan out. Got it. And so, if I were to ask you to name a 
I get everybody has the capacity and everybody, it's everybody's journey potentially. But if you just had to name one, two or three people, names that come to mind, uh, what do you, uh, you know, I, I get the, the nature of the question, but I'm just not willing to go there. Got Only it. so much as, Got it. you know, my dad's a hero. That, my mom's a hero. Perfect. My, my kids are on a heroic journey. Great. My wife is a phenomenal hero. That's the best answer. You know? No, that's so the answer I'm looking it, for. I don't think that sort of smashing this into a People magazine or, right, or right. CNN kind of, you know, hero worship. I'm not at all in the whole hero worship, which we right. sort of really distorted in our culture. Like into not the, Superman. It's the antithesis of <laughs> right, Superman, no, right? Superman it. is not right. the hero that I'm talking about. Superman does it's has your daughter. no well, Superman has no is taking no risk or danger. He's freaking Superman. He can't be He's shot. He can't hero, be right? killed. He can't be hurt. Beautiful. He can't be limited. He's a superhero. I'm talking about human beings so, with all our that, limits and pains. So when we talk about leadership, that's where those three traits, exposures, if you will, come into play. Huge. Because you work with dozens of executives as a coach and a facilitator in their companies and like nobody else, you understand, or rare few, you really understand the leader's journey. So when you went about to write this, just explain to me, share with me the what was compelling you. I can only imagine a lot of it was seeing through your work and your efforts some common themes maybe, and that compelled you to write this. What's the story behind wanting well, to write yeah, this? No, so that, that's, I mean, what, what compelled me to write it was looking at the notion of um, a well-lived life. And, and I, have, I have a particular bias towards leadership because I think that the part of a well-lived life is the ability to lead our lives and have this sense of personal responsibility and accountability about what is right. what it is that we are up to. Right. And I would say creating, but it's not creating, it's co-creating the universe, the environment, other people, circumstance, genetics, they all have an influence on us to think that I am the single mover of all the reality of my experience of my existence seems like naive. Right. But no, to think just that a I, little, but to think that, I, that to, <laughs> no, to, I get it. Yeah, but to believe right. that I am not an intrinsic mover of the reality of my existence that's is, that's is pathetic. As, well, yeah, it's painful. Sure. Right. It's, it's, you know, the victim mindset. And I think what, no responsibility, no responsibilities, no, no ability to respond, right. you know, no ability to influence and affect. And so really what moved me to write this was, you know, what does it take to live, to, 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 to exist in a well-lived life? Beautiful. And, uh, and the four virtues that I write about are particularly list those right now. So they're the four virtues. I mean, are, I know what they are, but yeah. I want you to speak to them. So focus. Correct. Courage. <laughs> Correct. Grit. Yes. And faith. Awesome. And they answer four questions. Each one of them answers a question. And, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but why that order? Because when I was reading and I looked at it, it made me wonder why perhaps faith wasn't a little bit more up in the, uh, <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. So, so, so the order it, it has a lot to do with sort of the rationale and mm -hmm. how I conceive of these, of these virtues, sure. right? So the first one is, is focus and it really answers a question. Yeah. The focus question, the focus 
virtue answers the question, what am I creating? Correct. And, 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 you know, my assumption is, is what I said, we're always creating. I'm not just some kind of, you know, leaf on the wind. I am, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm an engaged participant in the creation of my experience. Is it 50-50? Is it 80-20? You know, I don't know. It's shifted. As I'm glad you said you don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> well, you sh- there's no way you can know. I, I've but attempted to figure it out. and then I'm sure you I, have. I, you know, what, the older I get, the more respect the I have know. for luck. <laughs> you know? Sure. In spite of the fact that I am doggedly determined. I, I mean, answer. You know, I believe that we create our reality. And I believe that there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that I don't have access to. That's right. And that I just have to abide by. We create our reality, but if a meteor hits or an earthquake goes off, you you believe you created that? No, I believe okay. that we co-create within the circumstances that we have. Okay. Right? And, right. And, and I'm not limited by my circumstances, but nor can I deny them. Got it. And what certainly you're not limited to is how you respond. Um, that is that <laughs> that's is like the, the one the fundamentally piece most you control. That is the only piece at some level you control, right. right? But how you respond makes a difference. Absolutely. Because so you start with what am I creating? Focus. Focus. And what but, am but, I creating? But but it's not just focus. Like what's your plan? I mean, plans are important too, right? Or what's your strategy? Strategies are important. It's what am I believing? But why do you what call am I expecting? Focus? Because focus is and why power. not creating? For instance. Because creating is a product. Focus okay. is the process. It's the virtue. So I'm looking at the four virtues of heroically, right. of, okay. of a hero. Okay. Got it. And the virtue that I can cultivate is focus. Okay. What I create is somewhat related to my focus and sure. somewhat related to stuff. Got it. <laughs> right? Got it. Big category. Okay. That's great. But I can focus. I can learn to focus. I can choose to be more aware of what my beliefs are. My beliefs drive my expectations. My expectations shape my behavior. My behavior produces results. How does you know, focus differ? From so, habits? No. <laughs> from what? No, no, no. From from concentration. Concentration because is a singular activity of being able to stay unwavering, and it lasts for moments or hours, okay. right? Focus is an ongoing commitment to a certain a direction, okay. right? To a belief. Focus okay. is a way of, 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 it's a lifestyle where you're trying to sort of declutter the noise. Got it. Concentration is an activity. Focus is an attitude, right? In, in the way I'm positioning. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's I, my I just, uh, I think it's a good one. I really like it. Because you can concentrate, like we're concentrating now, right? Absolutely. But I'm focused on, what am I focused on is what I'm creating. So I'm focused on being or becoming or doing. Those are the areas of So focus. I'm a listener, I'm driving around, and I'm thinking this sounds interesting. What is the key question? Is it not just what am I co-creating or what am I focusing upon or what outcome do I want? Is it all the above? Is well, if you want to get like super deep, right? At, I, I, at the deep actually, I wanted to. I think we're. We, I think. I think we. I think we're going oh, go subterranean, deeper. which is super fun for us. But I want to bring it back to the surface for the the dude driving around, going, uh, you know, maybe they're losing me. So, just to bring it back to an application value, what does focus mean to the person listening who just tuned in for the first time? Here, here is here is one way to look at it, right? Right. One way to look at it is to say this: my world is my reflection. The world around me is the mirror. Do I like what I see? Yes or no? Do I not like what I see? Yes or no? Okay, so the answer is no. 
the answer is no, then, then you have to pause and say, looking at the mirror, the reflection of the world, that is, that is an external reflection of my, my, my beliefs and my expectations and my behaviors. What am I doing to perpetuate this world? What am so I doing? that's what the focus is on? It's the, just asking yeah. that question. Well, the focus is, you know, what am I creating? Okay. Right? And if I like my team, my team is doing really well. Just, just to play devil's advocate, there are some people, and I, I hope I know where this is going, they're saying, I'm not creating it. Um, my boss is a dick. Jerk, right. Right? Sure. And my wife is nuts, and... You know, whatever they and they start making excuses. <laughs> okay, they're making excuses. Okay, right. so 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 I would say that um, the if, focus, if what are they focusing on? So if your is listeners they focusing are outward or inward, both. Okay, but there's a sequence. Okay, right. If your listeners are in fact rocks, actual physical stones, got it. Then in fact they are much more uh, static in the environment. If they're human beings, it's a dynamic exchange. There is no one-sided relationship. It's dynamic. Got it. Right? If Absolutely. my boss is a jerk, right. it could, it, it, my boss could actually be a jerk. Absolutely. But the fact that I'm there tolerating it is my responsibility. Excellent. And I'm, I'm not suggesting that it's easy to find another job. Or right. that the, but, but how I interact with my if I am buying into the fact that my boss is a jerk, I'm not participating in that narrative. And I'm, I'm co-creating so it. So does responsibility somehow precede focus or is it part of the focus it's part of the focus okay i think that the responsibility is to look if my boss is a jerk there's a couple of things i can do right one is setting good boundaries okay am i setting good boundaries right because jerks are jerks in part because they're allowed to be a jerk right the other is should i even be there right am i valuing myself in such a way that i'm allowing other people to so treat the, me this way the primary focus is what are my results at the moment just at like a moment. checkup it's, it's, from it's the a, neck it's up a, like what's going objective. on yeah and uh, it doesn't. Well, it's subjective too. I, I was thinking you said subject, but but yes, it can be objective and subjective, and all those things. And you can even ask people to chime in if you want it. So that's focus. And I could spend. I could have you here for a four part series where we could spend we an totally hour for yeah. each virtue. So the first part is just what are my results? What am I co creating? And and that presumes. Total responsibility. It presumes it total responsibility within my construct. Right? Correct. Within my and that's ability. how you advance. So that brings us to virtue number two. Courage. 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 Awesome. Which is which answers the question, what am I avoiding? Right? Because we don't avoid things that we enjoy. We, okay. we avoid things that scare us, that cause us anxiety. That hard, uncomfortable. And, and maybe I should define courage because you asked me to define yes, focus. Yes, I was so I'm, going I'm, to. I'm, 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 I'm getting your, your cadence here. <laughs> so, Thank you. So my definition of courage is really simple. Yeah, I asked you to define hero. <laughs> I haven't asked you to define leadership, and I will, but that's fine. Courage. Okay. So courage, my definition is really simple. Really simple. Courage I define as walking toward what you'd rather run away from. Super simple. I walk. <laughs> <laughs> because because no, it's, it's movement That's in fine. that direction, right, right? right? Walking towards what you'd rather run away from. So you know that difficult conversation you have to have with your employee that's really going to suck because they're going to blow up and they're going to call you a jerk right? because now you're the boss right. yep. and you're avoiding that conversation because it's too difficult? Got How it. do you walk towards that? You know that uh, that uh, client that you uh, want to engage with and ask them to change their behavior because they really are bumming out your team, but you're avoiding it because you're afraid to lose the, the client? 
that'll be courage. Difficult conversations. Difficult conversations, difficult relationships, difficult right. projects, you know. Uh, Partnerships, all those fun things. And in all right. of that. And the courage, again, I mean, this is not about bungee jumping or swimming with sharks or, you know, cage fighting. I mean, those are all. Is there any correlation at all? I mean, if you're a skydiver, are you maybe a better leader or is there just I don't think zero? so. And I'll tell you why I don't think so. I've gone skydiving <laughs> several times. Right. I've actually gone right. deep sea diving got it, got it. with hammerhead sharks, sharks okay. while they were breeding, which is really stupid. Yeah, right? got it. I've walked on fire. Great. I've walked on beds of nails. I've locked myself in, you know, away in cabins in the mountains. <laughs> And, right. <laughs> and, and having a difficult conversation with my daughter freaks me out. <laughs> you know? Got it. So, so do you develop a certain level of, of confidence from these things? Sure. But they're physical feats. Most of the courage is required in the, in the, most of the folks listening to this, you and I, most of the courage is at the interpersonal level of relationship. And, and most the threat. Most of the courage, I love that line. And, most of the courage is at the level of the interpersonal Relationship. relationship. And most of the challenge we're having is psychological and social. I don't want to be subjected. Sometimes it's just individually. Like Absolutely. Look, there's three things right. that we're ultimately afraid of. Okay. Right? Besides safety, physical great. safety. There's three things we're all afraid of. And this is like, you know, red, green, blue that make up all the 256 colors in your printer? Okay. There's three fears that make up the, all the, the, the palette of the rest yep. of us. Right? So you got fear of failure. Fear of success. Fear of rejection. Oh. And fear of humiliation. Rejection and humiliation. I because thought you were going to say success. Fear of success is just an inverted fear of failure. Fear okay. of success is a, is a bullshit made up is thing. It? Yeah, is absolutely. Okay. Who's really afraid of success? What you're afraid is you can't maintain it. You're afraid that you're going to lose it. You're afraid. The fear of success is a, is a. Well, the way I've heard it phrased and, and it certainly made sense is has to do with the associations we make. So if you associate, quote-unquote, success with a lot of money, perhaps, then what are your associations with money? What are your associations with how people judge people with money? And, and so you're afraid you're going to be rejected. Correct. Right. So it's not really success. Success is the, is the top. It's not the real fear. Success is, the, is one step shy of getting to what you're really anxious about. Because it's the implication so have, of success that you're you anxious have about. Failure. Failure, which is loss of power and control. Rejected. Rejection, which is loss of connection, love, and, 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 and uh, uh, relatedness. Okay. And then fear of humiliation, which is inability to express ourselves and bring out our true selves. But isn't humiliation rejection? Because if you're going to be humiliated, you're going to be rejected. No, or humiliation or, or embarrassment is really okay. feeling small, not being okay. able to, just being unworthy. Okay. Right? And so that's what we're afraid of. Great. That's where the courage is important, okay. right? Not jumping off of a bungee bridge, which I've done. It's a blast. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's terrifying. It seems that in some small way those things could add up to give one particular confidence. But I also see that there's no direct relationship. There are, I mean, no, because you don't have to bungee jump or, you know, right. sing karaoke. With your daughter. To, right. or, or, or more, more importantly, to go up to your team and to admit that you made a mistake. Right. That takes courage. Okay. Right? To say, I screwed up. What I did was wrong. Let's try this a different way. I love it. That so, takes courage. So we've defined focus. We've defined courage. Grit. Grit is Grit. the third one. Yes. Grit is Grit. the answer to the question, what am I sustaining? 
because almost anything of significance, right. worthwhile, meaningful, took longer and took more energy and money and resources than we thought it would. <laughs> I don't care how clever your plan is. Right. And it's true on a project for software. It's true on certain raising By the way, children. I can relate to that. I can totally relate yes. to that, right? It's true in physical. I mean, I, I, I'm I, I was, I'm training for a half marathon. Good. So, um, congratulations. Yeah, thanks, That's awesome. <laughs> My first half marathon. I, I only started running like a year and a half ago. That's fantastic. So I've done all kinds of exercise, but running is a new habit. People are going to, that's great. People are going to just real quick on a prior episode. I talked about a buddy who was told by another good friend that he was laughed at in his face. He was told he's too big. He could never do a half marathon. I just want to, for the record, say I was not referring to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. But the, the good news for you, just so you know, it was his, he used that as a chip on his shoulder. It was his motivation. Oh, yeah. And now the guy, the guy's run two half marathons. He's super fast. He's super fit. And, uh, it's just an incredible story. So that's awesome. So that it takes grit. grit. All right. H2G listener, I want to remind you. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally, in five years, the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things, the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going? It's phenomenal. It's I, The more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off. Any other book, again, check it out, audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick, audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals, and that is the number two. Well, I was just going to say it also leads you to, it's a good excuse to have faith in the back end because (laughs) that's... Sometimes that's all you have to lean on at that point. That you know, I had an, that's absolutely right. I, I yeah. yeah. I mean, when all the data is wrong and it's not I mean it's correct, it just doesn't support the ambition at hand, what's left? <laughs> well, and that's where grit right. is so important. Right. And but then the thing I want to say about grit, I mean there's right. so many things sure. I want to say. I could say well, there's a whole section of the book on it, right? Yeah. But oh, but yeah. um there's one thing in particular I want to take on, which is this sort of particularly American. Oh, you talked about kind of the, the myth, right? You got to. I just. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we have to at some end, unless it ends up being another episode. <laughs> we we got to do a little <laughs> tout to Jing and Lao Zhao. Oh, yeah, and all that totally discussion. That. Yeah, I don't know how we worked that in, but go ahead. Sorry, you just did. Congratulations. Okay. Yeah. So, but, sort of. But there's a, there's a particularly American mythology, but it's a it's a deep cultural myth around the Lone Ranger. 
John Wayne coming in with his, you know, six shooter and his his pump action, whatever the hell. I'm. It, what's the name of that rifle? With I know the, exactly. What you're I talking can't about. visualize it's a it. Fantastic. The Rifleman was just such a great a TV show. But he is the Lone Ranger, right? He is, comes in and he sort of oh, cleans up myth. the town. It's a total myth. Right. It's perpetuated by enormous freeways with individuals in each car where we Ooh. live in houses that are separated from one another. Ooh. And, you know, this idea that we are on our own and that success is really more space to yourself. And the reason I bring it up is this very, very, very dangerous myth is for two things. One, grit will then easily be subsumed into the idea that I alone must be gritty. And I'll tell you that that's hugely necessary, but you are even more gritty when you have allies. Every hero has allies. Every story across the entire globe throughout time. If you want to go to the earliest story, this, the, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Great. Do you know that one? No, not off the, the top Epic of Gilgamesh, head, But it does sound familiar. It's a Sumerian, uh, you know, legend. Right. From like 6,000 BC. I love it. Gilgamesh is this main character. Right. And even the story of Gilgamesh, he has allies and helpers. Has to. Every Greek myth has it. Every Roman myth has it. What's his name? Luke Skywalker has allies sure. as much as he's a hero. The idea of the solitary, right. you know, individual is actually counterproductive. And when we talk about leadership, it's the antithesis of leadership. What's the opposite of leadership? Being alone. Yeah, and well, and it's such a good segue. I have a hard time not saying it. Say it. The mind bullet two or three weeks ago was, do you know, and I don't mean you, to the yeah, yeah, no, I get it. What the highest form of maturity is. So, and I'm sure you do, but I'll just run through it. So, when we're born, we're dependent. We need to be, you know, burped, fed, cleaned, dependent. And so, the big mistake I made in the event you listener didn't hear this one, I'll try to summarize it even more quickly. I thought the highest form of maturity was independence, the, the hero, the right. gunslinger. I can take care of it. I can take care of myself, get away. I got this. I, if I just weren't surrounded by a bunch of idiots, right. this was the old mindset, by the way. And, of course, it was Dr. Stephen Covey, the late, great Covey, who taught me through the epic book, The Seven Habits, that the highest level of maturity, the highest form of maturity, is interdependence. Exactly. And I think it's a fantastic... Um, complimentary story to what you're you're saying here that that to be a leader, you're not the gunslinger. You you embrace the highest form of maturity. You understand interdependence. So thank and, you. And and, if, and for and reaffirming. That, no, our, it, it's exactly yeah. right. I mean, there's 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 dependence. There's independence. There's codependence, and then there's interdependence. Right. <laughs> yeah. And codependence is is sort of a. It looks mature because you're working with, but you're, you, you're, it's, it's not a healthy right. blending. Sure. But when I describe sort of the, the hero as, you know, the, the last feature of it or the third component as, as service to others, right? You know, bringing the prize back to the village and sharing it with the rest of your community, that it doesn't mean you just take it and run off on your own, right? If you're out for a walk and nobody's following you, right. you're not a leader. You're just going for a stroll. Right. You know, there's got to be people that are connecting with you and leaders work with and through others. 
Right. And and the reason I bring it up is that we talk about grit. It, it it's easy to feed into this mythology. Like I have to be gritty by myself, right? And if you look at some of the movies and movie characters, right. these, I these see like that. Rambo I see characters, and perfect. It's yes. really unhealthy. Really super unhealthy. Got that it. is not to say that you don't have to have moments when you really when you really draw on an inner resource and pull right. from within you right. more significance and more commitment than you thought you had. But it doesn't mean you have to do it on your own all the time. Fantastic. And it's it's very it's very disturbing to me the amount of 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 uh, distortion that we do in our culture. So you to summarize that again, you said it was it was passion, passion and perseverance towards long term goals. So passion is, is keeping it lit. Right, right. And perseverance it. is keeping it going. What happens when I lose the passion? That's where it's gritty. <laughs> you know, the right. passion is just as fickle as motivation. I mean, yeah, passion almost. is fickle. Sure, it's, it's, sure. it's no guarantee. I've been married for 17 years. Right. You've been married for 17 or 18 years, right? Yep. The love that I have for my wife. Somebody asked I've, me. I'm going to take the feather. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes. Somebody asked it's me just today. I was talking One day at a time is all I say to everybody. That's right. Who gets caught up in the... But I don't know what's going to happen a year or two years. I just, my mindset for I don't know how long has been win the day, one day at a time. And, and the love <laughs> that my wife Not and I share. Not that you don't have the vision. vision well, you yeah. have the vision, but you're still in the moment, right? right. So, but the love that my wife and I share, it's fickle. As strong as it is, if it's not fed and tended to, and if it's not rekindled, and 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 if there's not a, an altar towards which we can then bend to cultivate that love, it is going to fade. As strong as the king of the jungle, a lion is, if it's not fed and any habit, for, right? I mean, it has if to it's not sur- sustained. survive, sustain. Yeah. So, so that's grit. Take take me to faith. <laughs> take me to faith. Right. So. Um, Faith is answering the question, what am I letting go? Because you see, faith ultimately... Interesting. Yeah. That has particular meaning at the moment, but I can't necessarily talk about it. But go ahead. <laughs> we, we, can, we can turn this off and do a no, therapy, no, no, a therapy session fine. for yourself. That's fine. But, uh, it may have to do with some investment. So there you go. Look, faith is different than trust. Okay. Trust is a strong expectation of something and there's a level of certainty. Faith is committing yourself without proof. Right. Right? That's the nature of faith. So, and we can disassociate, if anybody has a concern, I mean, it doesn't have to be religious faith. I'm not talking about, no, religious faith is a, is a sort of, um, it's a formalized way of trying to, to help people gather this, right? But it's not, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about humanity. Got it. And I'm talking about what, do you have to let go? And and I'll tell you, I know you you, you want to keep this operational, so I'll drop you just for the hell <laughs> no, of it. No, it's fine. There's a variety of things to let go, right? As a leader, a project, right? You know the, the tyranny of sunk costs? Mm-hmm. You know that expression True. where, yeah. oh, we got, we've already put so oh, much yeah, into yeah, it, yeah, man. Yeah. We've already invested money. We've yeah. been doing it for six months. We're so close. Yeah, so let go. Where everybody knows, dude, this is dead. Right. Let it go, right? That's a project. Or my pet project employee that I've now moved from department to department for the last seven years. Make them successful somewhere. It ain't because happening. I've invested hundreds of thousands and of I, dollars. And, and I need to be a good right. guy and she really deserves it. And you know, I've, I've, I've had that when I finally let them go. They're like, oh, thank God you're letting me go. I've, I've been miserable here for years, right? Right. But the hardest thing to let go, the greatest leap of faith, and to me faith is a leap of faith, is to let go of outdated, outmoded aspects of myself. 
the personality. I'm, no, I'm just floored because I had this talk with a guy 18 months ago on the golf course. At, Keep going. Sorry. That, that, I just, that, that he, is, Eric looked at me like I was going to die, <laughs> uh, but you touched on a nerve. So, yes, please follow that thought. That's, that's the faith of, of surrendering, of letting go of what is simply outdated, outmoded, no longer serves. Remember, the heroic journey is really about service. And if I'm stuck in an old pattern of, you know, I have to take all the credit because I have insecurity and I, I, I'm the kind of manager that really needs to get all the spotlight. Well, that's a limiting behavior. That's a limiting belief. And it's time to let it go. But you talked about the ultimate sense of maturity as interdependence, right? Correct. Well, what do you need to stop doing in order to cultivate that interdependence, right? Right. Is it, is it, you know, your own need for affirmation? Is it your own need to insist that you're right? Is it a, is it a form of listening that used to work for you when you were in sales but doesn't work for you now that you're in management? Wow. So to me, that's a really interesting part about faith, right, is, is having complete commitment without proof. Because, I love because that. the proof we have in our behavior is from personal experience. There's a great book um, that, um, that Marshall Goldsmith wrote a few years ago, What Got You Here, Here Will Get You There. Get you there. Do you remember that one? I, I have not read it, but I know of it, and I think I've seen some... Some information, whether it's a slide or something, uh, you know, like PowerPoint around. Yeah. But yeah, I love the, I I wholly agree to the premise. That's the the duality of habit in many ways. Um, You cultivate a habit that gets you to a certain point. But at that point, you may need to develop new or different habits or even let it go and develop a new one. Well, the fundamental nature of our existence is impermanence. Yes. At the atomic Amen. level, at the quantum level, at the spiritual level, at the interpersonal level, at the physical level, at every level, nothing stays the same forever. And if we insist on holding something down, then we are unnatural. Well, and so you remember that face I made and I freaked out in the long pond. So you called that, you, I think you said it was something like at a certain point you have to be able to let go of whatever beliefs and ideals parts of your identity parts of your identity that's what you said that got you there yeah so i wrote in the pressure paradox which i'm sure most of you know by now there's an entire <laughs> um chapter devoted to it's called metamorphosis mm-hmm. and it's that very same theme and that's why i kind of freaked out so it was a bit therapeutic for me because <laughs> To be author guy, podcast guy, and yet surfer guy, and you know, so so with some of these identities that have really challenged me to realize I can just I can shed that. And by the way, nobody really cares, anyways. That's the beauty of it. And I care. You care. We care for no, ourselves. We're very no, attached to our own I mean. identity. Yeah, yeah. 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 Other but, people, yeah. So that was the challenge for me for yeah. many years. I mean, you know, it was a passion project to do the book and the app and then the success. And then everything challenged my own identity. And that's how I 
have come kind of to grips with it. And so when you said that, I was like, bingo. I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a real live example of that, yeah. right? So I'm, I'm coaching this guy. He's the general manager of a division that's a billion and billion and a half dollars in sales Perfect. earlier this year. Big company, right? And he's just gotten promoted to overseeing the international market. So not right. only U.S., but now international. So this guy, so we had this really ongoing process because what, what, he, he was a, he was a, he was a lieutenant, you know, in a nuclear sub. He's, right. he's, a, he's a really tough guy, super cool guy. I really like him. Um, and he's talking about how he gets his leadership stripes is by proving his competence, right? right. So, so that's how, he, and, and it's worked for him, right? And so he, he proves how good he is and yeah, he gets more But at the next level, that could so not we having, work so well for him. Right? So we were having, right. exactly, you're on it, right? So right. we're having this conversation about him now having to affect the whole globe, I mean, the global right. market, right? And I was saying, well, you know, what, what you're going to have to really get good at now is influence beyond just your competence. If you're going to lead Japan, if you're going to lead Europe, if you're going to lead um, Asia or uh, Australia, you don't have time to prove to them how good you are at everything. Right. You have to influence them off the bat. He was so committed to this notion, this identity. That, that he earns his, his merit to lead by virtue of his competence. Got it. That he would need another like five years in the field to prove how competent he is. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have that time. <laughs> right. So it was, it's been an amazing process with him to help him understand that where it used to be that his competence allowed him to be influential. Now he has to surrender that attachment to competence and recognize that his influence is his new competence. Perfect. If that makes oh, any it, sense. It absolutely does. And, and, it, and he it, has to it let go. It is no go. longer a path to influence. It no longer serves him. And it nor doesn't his have to be. No, exactly. He's in a totally different position. But he's all attached to his years right. and years and years of cultivating a habit. And, but that, but and by the way, that's what it. develops your condition and your character. So it's easy to understand how they're interwoven. And so surrender is letting that go. All right. That is fantastic. We now have the four virtues, focus, courage, grit, and faith. All right. And I know we could spend an hour plus on each one, um, but we kind of have to button this up okay. and move on to the next few things. That I would love to get to, and and I do want to give you the opportunity. Is there anything, without, without opening a can of worms, like closing comments around leadership, the hero's journey, something that, yeah, yeah. an encouraging word that somebody can take away? Later, of course, I'll, I'll I will direct the millions of listeners back to you and your website and Amen. all that fun Amen. stuff. Um, but if there's something think, you want to pat um, somebody on the shoulder with, um, I think that the, the, the thing that, that perhaps a closing thought in this whole thing is that there, there's three dimensions that this, that leadership as a hero's journey plays out in, right? There's a dimension of results and that's when you get things done. So the, so these four virtues are applicable to actually being more effective in the realm of productivity um, and interpersonal effectiveness and, and leading people to results, right? Beautiful. There's a second dimension, a deeper level of it. That's, that's a level of wisdom, right? Which yeah. is taking these lessons, these virtues, and figuring out how do you become more proficient, more awake, more effective so you can learn from the journey, right? Got it. 
And then the, the, the sort of the innermost dimension, as it were, is a spiritual dimension. And to me, that is the really the place where you are ultimately using leadership and your life's journey as a way to unfold that inherent quality, which is your, your essential, genuine nature. And I think that if it was just at the level of results, it would be a missed opportunity for a lifetime. If you gained wisdom, I think you'd be quite um, fulfilled in what you've learned. But if you can use this journey of leadership, of life, of relationship to unfold the inherent genuineness that is uniquely you right. and let that be displayed on the face of the planet as the unique experience of who you are, that's a pretty beautiful thing. At the risk of asking this question, I'm going to ask it anyways, which is spirituality, I think, means a lot of things to a lot of people. And in that context, you just framed up these three dimensions. What I'm driving around. I don't know what that means. What is that? What does that spirituality mean? Spirituality, um, from my experience, is that connectedness to something it, bigger than me? Spirituality, I believe, is the capacity for that mature level you call interdependence. It is transcending the small, safety-based, survival-oriented ego structure okay. that is our limited notion of self. And it's having access to the grand interconnectedness of all of the universe. And, and I would just go back to something you said earlier, and that is there's nothing permanent. So even if you're not religious or you don't think you're spiritual, once you recognize and truly appreciate there's nothing permanent, <laughs> that, that in and of itself leads you, leads me at least, to recognize that that realm of spirituality, that realm that things come around and that, that there are other forces at play that, I mean, I don't know about you, but how did, you know, how did we just show up here, right? <laughs> and so there's a few other dynamics at play and getting all those things in line, I I think I can appreciate this this statement and how these lead to results, but you don't want to focus only on the results. You want to understand the layers involved that when aligned can can help you get there and maybe more efficiently and effectively and all those good things. There, it's not an either or. It's not a it's right. not a it's not a one versus. It's both and right. we want to be efficient, we want to be effective, right. we want to drive results. That's part of fulfillment and satisfaction. This is the one life we've got. But you want to be what does connected. It take? We you want to be to connected. Be and interdependent. When we, and when we live a non-spiritual life, by my my experience, we're living under a shield and an armor. Got and it. we're protecting. We want to try and make our ourselves permanent. Got it. So if you can really grasp the impermanence, remove the shield and armor, and allow life to touch you and you to touch life, that's a pretty spiritual experience. <laughs> it was beautiful. I have a few pages of notes. All right. Well, that was, I don't think you could button that up any better. <laughs> um, when, I'll just say it, define success. What does that mean to well, you? Um, 
you know, um, you know Earl Nightingale, the oh, Nightingale yeah, Combat love, Series. Are you stuff. kidding me? Okay, so I'm I really grew up on that. Okay, yeah. I'm kidding. No, but no, no I that, mean, yeah. By, by growing up, I mean when I was in my late twenties. That's probably yeah. When that's I began what fed your consciousness, up. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was great. So, and I love his definition. So that's the definition I'm really into, is, right? Is that the, the one you're continuous use? realization of worthwhile goals, of a worthy ideal, of a worthy ideal. Yes. Right? Matter. The continuous Crazy realization of a worthy ideal. Still, I, I love that. The continuous realization of a worthy ideal, and and I love it for these for these following reasons. It's a continuous realization. So it's what dynamic. I love about it is that there's no end point. That's right. Dynamic. So success, I can I can you know, you know my my firm is rocking and rolling, right? And if I look back ten years ago. At what I'm doing, you know, if the ten year, ten, the ten year younger Eric looking at the Eric now would go, "Holy crap, you are amazingly successful!" Right. And the Eric standing now is going, "Wow, we're just scratching things, the surface. Right, things suck, you know." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And so it's the continuous realization. And realization is making it real, Correct. right? That's to realize, is to manifest, to make it real. It's so funny of a worthwhile ideal. In other right. words, something that you're willing to dedicate yourself right. and commit yourself to, and form it's habits worthwhile. around. Worthwhile. That's worth. This lifetime. I can't believe you're bringing this up. So mine, and I've shared this, they're probably tired of hearing it because I get to banter back. It's creating your ideal future. It's that only shorter. Yeah. It's There's creation involved. It's dynamic. And it's short and sweet. Um, and, yeah, the continuous realization of a worthy ideal Thank you. And and I would say that the one premise that's that's embedded in that for me is that success cannot just be a terminal experience at the end of the journey. If you can't be plugged into the experience day to day, you know, hour by hour, then whatever achievements, that's the difference between achievement and success. And achievement is the ability to actually, you, you know, sort of get something Win done. the trophy. Win the trophy. Right. But the achievement is different than success. And I know tons of people who've got great achievements that feel very empty and unsuccessful. And I know successful people whose achievements don't seem to add up to the great glory of the American entrepreneur. Right. Right? So it's important to me to say that, you know, success is not just about achievement. I love That's that. why I love the That's continuous great, realization. Great a great worthwhile ideal. A great yeah. distinction. Because I don't want to have a bunch of achievements and then expire and die at an empty life. And that's tragically what happens because not because anybody's bad or mean or awful. It's it's maybe they didn't have the benefit of listening to an Earl Nightingale tape or or read your book. Or habit factor. Right, podcast. right, right. So I and final maybe comment on this is <laughs> is that the it it opens it up to anybody the garbage man who wants to be you know the uh i'm thinking what's the technical term for the garbage man oh uh, yeah. sanitation sanitation engineer, engineer. <laughs> he wants to be a sanitation engineer he's a success yeah that's a worthy ideal perhaps for him or the person who wants to be a teacher or the person who wants to be a doctor or a baseball player as long as and it also allows for you to check in daily. Am I taking exactly. steps? Even if today sucked, but I took two or three steps pursuing that ideal future. And what I love about I it is, am a success today. And I don't mean me. I mean the, that yeah, person. No, absolutely. And I think it's the continuous right, realization. realization. Correct. 
of a worthy ideal, right? So, you know, again, we, we sort of... We, we, Fantastic. Yeah, so we, we, can, we okay. can leave it at that. Let's go back to kind of not the opposite of success, which is a whole other philosophical discussion we won't get into. Um, you work with so many executives, and as, as a valued coach, um, rather than... Because I was going to ask, what are some tips to help them through tough days? But... But make it even more personal. How how do you coach yourself through tough days? Like what kind of mindsets or what's the internal <laughs> what is the internal dialogue? Or maybe it's just a beer. Um, and anyhow, I'll, I'll hand that over well, to you. Well, well, Run so, with that. Yeah, so there's there's a couple. You know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah tough so, days. Tough days. Hopefully this isn't one of them. He's going to go home and go, oh, my God, what a day. No. Um, <laughs> first, let me sort of take on the premise that tough days are just part of the bundle. Got it. Not every day is a good day. Some days are great. Some days are crappy. Some days are tough. Some days are easy. And so a lot of it, it's like um, – it's like I, I'm really into dreams. I'm really into like you know I'm, I'm into my own dreams and talking about dreams. Really, and I, I have vivid memories of my right. dreams, and wow. and I describe some of my I wish dreams. I could say that. I, I just, my, and my wife is a psychologist, oh, right? So great. so this that is must a, be fun. Oh yeah, so I'm, I'm an executive coach. She's a, she's <laughs> right. a forensic psychologist. My kids are doomed, but um, <laughs> but um, the, my point around it, I'm still actually getting to your question is, so I would I describe to her sometimes some of my dreams, and she goes, "Oh my god, that's a nightmare." And I think, no, it doesn't occur to me at all that it's a nightmare. Right. So the tough day is undeniably tough. And what, does it, what makes it tough? What makes it tough is that it took a lot of energy. And fundamentally, I'm not getting what I want. Correct. I mean, really, if I think about my tough days, right. it's that I'm just not getting my way. It's and the things difference are going between against an expectation me. and a reality, quote right. unquote. And, and I, I, a friend of mine, actually my attorney, said <laughs> this to me. This is, a, I think it was during... A drink, so it was maybe free of charge. But she said, you know, expectations are disappointments under construction. Wow. You know. Sure. So anyway, I know you're looking for something more operational, but but no, I want to no, get first I'm just, at this. Like the, what, what the, the internal tough day, dialogue. The tough day I, and is you've already hit it. That's that's right? an important honestly, uh if if you weren't to say any more, and I know you will, it, that would be good enough because it's perspective. It's saying it's perspective. It's saying there are 365 days this year. Not everyone is going to be a 10. Not even close. Sometimes the best thing you can do, and this is what I'll say to myself, is just go to bed. And, and I was going to get <laughs> I'm there. Because, I'm, because it's, it's, I'm it's serious. Exactly right. I've arrived at a point in my professional career <laughs> where I recognize that grit is not the same as stupid stubbornness. <laughs> right? Yeah. So grit is passion and perseverance towards long-term goals, right? But if I'm up, uh, you know, in, if I'm into my day... And things that I just cannot get it together. Right. Then change the scene. That's great. And, you know, and I'm going to do this. This is the first time in the studio. Just hold on. This is, I can't wait to see. So this is posted over Mark's desk. This is the grit architecture stack. Growth mindset. Vision, hopeful, patient, courage, reframe, creative, resistant. It goes all the way up to grit. Oh, wow. Very cool. <laughs> Like Anyhow, this. we'll talk about that later. I'm sure that's not too good on radio. <laughs> yeah, right. No um, visuals. 
Yeah, yeah. But so, so, that, so, so the tough thing, go I think, to bed. Well, go to bed or change this, change the environment. What happens oftentimes is we we double down right. on insisting to drive through whatever the issue is at hand, and sometimes what or, we need is spaciousness and wallow in. Uh, well, like, wallow is this huge. This is the worst day. This is the worst and so day. So we feed the story and over, and then, and and then tomorrow you wake up, even though it's a brand new day. You're saying yesterday was the worst fucking day I've ever had. <laughs> That's right. Right? You're still now. You're not even in the now. So, no. so okay. I think that you know how I handle sort of a difficult or challenging day is check in with myself. What am I saying to myself? Get some space. Get up and move if I can. Right. Oh, great one. Yeah, because space is a big deal. Uh, I mean, the, you know, the, we our our, the our psychology and our and our geography go hand in hand. Yeah. You know, and and Amen. if I want to change my psyche, I sometimes I got to change my space. Wow. There's a saying in Hebrew. So one of Say your it. listeners will know it. Oh, yeah, at least. <laughs> it says, Meshanem Meshanem Right? When you change your spot, you change your luck. I love it. And there's something about that, You got that, another right? one? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's tons of them. Yeah, Hebrew, I know. Right? But, um, the Hebrew podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... So, so what's your what's my perspective? Got is it. one who can I talk to to help get perspective? Because sometimes around. I get wrapped is up by my thing. Can I move around and, and shift? And then what's going to replenish me? Great. You know, do I need to talk to my wife? Do I need to talk to my kids? Do I need to talk to my friend? Do I just need to go to bed? Do I need I to go to bed? That. Absolutely. And just call, call it a day. Move on. Have a beer. You yeah. know. And the, but don't say it like I'm a failure because I've no. had a bad day. To me, that is a painful thing when people do that to themselves. It's like. Years ago, like years ago, I was a hypnotherapist. So wow. I, I was actually, I made a living using <laughs> hypnosis as a therapeutic modality, right? And people would often come to quit smoking because that sure. hypnotherapy is very effective for that. And then they would, they would do a great job, not smoke for three months and then have a cigarette. And they'd go, oh, I failed. And I'd say, you haven't failed. You had a cigarette. You don't have to have the second cigarette or the third cigarette. You don't have to smoke tomorrow, you know? It's the dynamic static mindset fixed. Growth, exactly. Everything is dynamic, yeah. right? And so I'm having a challenging day. It's a day. Let it go. It's your life. Or embrace it. This yeah. is what's happening right That's now. Right. It won't last forever because the last week was an awesome week. That's right. That didn't last forever. You know, it's the old, and I, I learned this a few years ago, it's never as good as it looks and it's pretty much never as bad as it looks, So, so which, King, is, yeah. which is good for the equilibrium. King Solomon famously had a ring uh-huh. and on the, the inside dolphins. of the, okay. and the and the anchor. I, oh, I, I, I thought I, that's where you were going. No, I don't know okay. about that Sorry. one. King Solomon probably had more than one ring. He had a lot of wealth, okay. but one ring he had on the ins on the inside was inscribed in Hebrew, but I'll say it in English. Okay, please. This too shall pass. I love that. This too shall pass. That's where and I that was, was a source of that's his wisdom. Where I was going. That was a source of his wisdom because he knew that if he was over attached to it. Something great, you're overattached, it decays, declines, right. and then you're disappointed. Something bad, you're overattached, then you don't see the possibility of a better future. It will pass. This too shall pass. That this is there. This could just be called ephemerality because we've touched on this theme at least three times from three different angles. Awesome. It's important. It is important. It's it's nothing it's, yeah. is permanent. Nothing. Not even a digital podcast. No. Not even if you put. All your, right. Yeah. What's well, next? I hope you're enjoying this one. <laughs> so, how to grind through the tough days, how we define success. I would like you to share two or three of the habits you believe that have made you 
the success you are today? Uh, kind of the, the foundational habits. Yeah. So I think uh, without, without question, one of the abiding habits that has shifted me as a human being. Starts with an M. Meditation. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So I'm 49. I started meditating officially with studying with a teacher who initiated me and taught me meditation when I was 19. Impressive. So this, this summer will be 30 years. September will be 30 years wow. of practice. Wow. And, and, and there's so much material around it. But I'll tell you one of the things that doesn't get written up in the journals so Please. much because Good. the people who are being studied for the most part have done it for eight weeks or a couple years. Right, right. 30 years into it. Right. The habit value of sitting still. It's compulsive. (laughs) (laughs) Is that I get that life is impermanent. Great. Because I have sat thousands of hours through every conceivable mood, state, physical experience that you can imagine. Right. And none of them have lasted. Wow. And so So I have... By the way, that's number four. Yeah. (laughs) And so so what meditation... track. Yeah, right. What meditation as a habit, has allowed me to do as many things it's taught me and many things it's brought to me. But chief among them is the capacity to just be with the experience. Just be with it. So my 13-year-old is having a shit freak. Is that, right. Can you say that on the radio? Yeah, you can. I've already, <laughs> it's not radio. I've already decided to put the E. The disclaimer. Ex- oh, the e, right. So my 13-year-old is having a, a freak out. I can be with that. I'm having a freak out. I can be with that. I'm feeling insecure. I can be with that. I'm feeling really confident. I can that be with that. That is such a peaceful way to say it, though. I can be with that. Because it's, that's... It's rather than fighting it. I can be with or it. Or I can be with it. I could just wrap my arms around it, hug it, and say, this sucks together. <laughs> and it I, sucks. Right? And I'm not denying that right. when it sucks, it sucks. But I can be with it. That's so and what cool. it, what what being with it right. allows me to do is allows me to not forget that I don't have to be identified by it in this moment. I can be with it doesn't mean I am it. I can be with my anger. I can be with my insecurity. I can be with my fear. I can be with my joy. I can be with my lust. I can be with my pleasure. But it doesn't define you. It doesn't it's, define it's me. It's something you're choosing. Or something I'm experiencing that I'm right. not choosing. Okay, right. There's plenty of stuff that goes on that I would rather not experience, but I can be with it. But, but what I meant by that actually was... The being with it is a choice. Being with it is a huge choice. That's what I was getting at. And because ninety something percent, I don't have the stats, do not choose to be with it. They do. <laughs> they elect to uh, fight it, <coughs> fight it, resist or it, deny it, resist it, deny it, thank distort you. it, project it. Distort absolutely. It. Wow. Absolutely. So there's only two things in this entire universe that can cause we say us that pain. again? Resist it. They Deny was, it. Yeah. Reject distort, it. Reject distort it. Distort it, it. Project it. Project it. Yeah. So. And there's. Or. More. Be with it. Yeah. Which is accepting. It is embracing. It's accepting. It's life as it is. Right. Right. It's but life as it that. is. So that's one of the cornerstone habits is meditation and it's taught you to accept. To, to be, be with pre- it. To be with life. The good, Beautiful. the bad, the ugly. I love it. Yeah. So that's one habit. And there's so much more I could say about meditation after all these years. Right. But that's one habit. The other habit um, um, 
that's been seminal, I think, has been the habit of listening. Oh, my God, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No, that's just so damn good. The habit ah, of listening, because right. it has, it's transformative. <laughs> it, it is the way that my relationship with my wife is solid, my relationship with my kids, even 15 and 13, where these are sometimes tough age, but these are beautiful, beautiful young women, awesome, beautiful creatures. But I don't get to see their beauty if I don't listen. And I don't get to, I don't get to experience... <laughs> Your daughters must be different than mine, because... <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to talk. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kind of. I had a 45 Sometimes minute conversation not, with my 15 year old yesterday, which is unusual. But it comes in little waves. It comes, in, but 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 if I if I can be in listening habit, got it. Then I was just they're engaging. No, but it's legitimate. Kids, yeah, it's totally legitimate. Mine are right. far less interested now than they were. Right. I'm still interested. They're not as yes. interested. Right. But the habit of listening as a coach. That's why you're such a great coach. Because I am listening for what they're saying, what they're right. not saying, what they're avoiding, what's saying between the lines, right. and this hap- and then listening to myself. Sure. What's brewing for me? What's going on within me? Why am I motivated to do this? Why am I not motivated? Why am I stuck? Why am I having a bad day? So listening is 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 the other habit. And I could probably pause with give those me, two. Give me one. Oh, oh one no, more. No. You could pause, um, but now, now I want one more because those are outstanding. Um, I had a third one. I've forgotten it. It's okay. Oh, I was going to say exercise. Exercise. Because, I mean, so I've been doing yoga for as long as I've been meditating. If I don't go to yoga on a weekly basis, I feel really bad. It's amazing. I just... And, I, <clears throat> And I, I hope I, you're not wearing stretch pants. <laughs> basketball no, shorts. No, Lululemon. <laughs> no, no, I can't afford basketball it. No, I'm doing basketball I don't shorts. even know if I want to see that either. <laughs> no, not the 70s basketball shorts, the, the modern ones. That was interesting. We had a technical maybe. No. We're still, I, think still we're, I think we're good. I think we're still live. But, uh, but you might exercise. Somebody dropped the mic there. You know, it's funny because I don't care how much meditation I do. I'm still a physical being and exercise. I mean, I don't even have to get into it, but there's, you know, exercise is a big one. All right. All right. So this pain seven hours later, we could do this. (laughs) No, this is fantastic. My wife's texting me. I I would love, I would love to hear a couple transformative books one, two, or three that you are, you know, that, that have touched your life, okay. sent it in a particular direction, possibly. So, um, um, I think I see. know one of them. But um, yeah. Well, the habit factor. No. <laughs> Is that the one you were going <laughs> Yeah, for? you know, guess always, they're like, no, no, no. Yes. No, I think that's a great book. Thank you. Um, it's, it's totally worth the energy and time <laughs> to Thanks. invest into it. Right. Absolutely. Amen. For somebody to read it. Um, um, let's see. On the esoteric side, yes, I, uh, love I read the all esoteric. of Carlos Castaneda's books oh, when I was a youth. The active side of infinity, and I was completely <laughs> switched on by Carlos Castaneda. So I haven't read his books in probably twenty years, but I was deeply affected by those. Any particular book? The whole, the whole sort of. Um, I, I, I don't even. It's a little hard for me to read, but I love the. 
as you say, the esoteric nature, the encounters with power, none, and, and, and yeah, all that. Good the stuff. active side of infinity. I've been halfway through for seems like half my life, but yeah. And then uh, there's still not that sort of esoteric stranger in a strange land, which was mm. Robert Heinlein's book. He wrote in 1960, whatever, 61. Stranger in a strange. Stranger in a strange land was a formative book that I read. My father gave it to me when I was 13. I have no. And I've read it four times since. It has shaped much of the way I look at spirituality. I love that. Fascinating book. Um, there's a book that I absolutely love called Awareness by Anthony DeMello. And it's like the perils and challenges of waking up or something like that. He's, he's a, he's a Jesuit priest who worked in India. He writes just like a Buddhist monk. What's his last name? DeMello. D-E-M-E-L-L-O. Okay, um, okay. That sounds familiar. And, uh, and then more on the sort of business side, the book that I, I couldn't not mention is right. The Fifth Discipline. Peter Senge's book. Okay. It's dense, it's thick, okay. and it's about the learning organization, but it is a fantastic, fantastic writing that combines self-responsibility uh, with business results. Really good. Peter Senge, I mean, that was like, I think Forbes magazine sort of, you know, voted as like the best book in 75 years kind of a thing. Worth reading. It's dense. But it's worth it. It reads like a thesis. He, he's right. very professorial. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Professorial. Yeah. Professor. <laughs> That's it's a like great. a college. That's book. A, it's a great. Yeah, exactly. Professorial. Yeah. Um. All right. This, I can go on. But yeah. We'll stop with that. Give me one more. I'm having so much fun. Um, I don't want it to end. Um. There is a there's an author by the name of E. O. Wilson, mm-hmm. and he wrote a book called Consilience. Oh my God! Have you read Consilience? Yes, isn't that awesome? It's yeah, it's just straight up freaky. I I like. I have freaky. not finished it, but yeah, it's straight up freaky. But Consilience. But yes. you know what I particularly like about it's a lot just of these the black is, cover. Yeah, 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 exactly. With E.O. Wilson on Consilience, really plain. But um, what I particularly enjoy about these books that I mentioned is that these authors are really skilled at sure. weaving together paradoxes. So they're taking disparate, what looks like disparate topics, and they weave them together. And I think really good leaders right. know how to do that. Really good leaders oh can take different ideas and not make them an either or, but can make them a both and. And that's what the pressure paradox is. I mean, for, for, I don't know, almost thousands of years. No, I mean, just we have in the Western culture this very negative idea of pressure. And, and guess what? It's, it's not positive either. It's, it's like both. sunlight, right? It can yeah, burn you or it can neutral. light up the house. You yes. know? Right, yeah. So, yeah, I'm. when it comes to paradox, that's where I check in. All right. So we're moving to a couple final closing questions. Tech tool gadget, something you can't live without other than the iPhone itself or smartphone um. app. You know, the, I'm not I'm not as uh, techy as uh, I think you are, mm-hmm. and some of your ilk. But the the only thing that sort of pops to mind that I'm really into is, um, and it'll show that I'm an Android guy. But there's a there's an app called Keep by Google. Yep. And it's a great um, like to do organizational thing. You and it's Google it's Keep K E E P Keep. And mm. so it syncs my phone to my computer to all this stuff, but. I can take notes in it. I can add pictures to it. I can do my to-do list. It's, it's a very... I've struggled for years on what how do the you, hell do I do a to-do list. That's cool. What do you use for when you write your books? Are you just Word? Microsoft Word? Okay. Yeah. Got it. Like, is there another option? No. Well, there's a bunch. Know. Yeah, no. There's 
There's there are some options, but Uh-oh. no, that's fine. No, nobody revealed it to me, damn it. We'll <laughs> no, that's talk fine. After this. No, there's there's things like like on the Mac, I'll use something called Right Room, which is all black and it's just a blinking green cursor. Oh, old school. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that way you have no distractions. I love that app. And then there's things like Scrivener, which I have not used, hmm. which helps you kind of outline and. No, I'm not that sophisticated. What else do I have for a closing question? Oh, yeah. Is there a not-so-good habit, a bad habit? Maybe you're trying to break, adjust, alter, improve upon, which I skipped, so I'm circling back around. I think there is, from a professional perspective. Sure. So I run a professional services, consulting, coaching. Great. Firm, Name right? of the company? Sagatica. S-A-G-A. I just call it Sagatica. 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 S-A-G-A-T-I-C-A. And we will link to it. T-I-C-A. Cool. Sagatica. Sagatica. And so I'll tell you that one of the great challenges that I, I continue to, to have, and I've worked through it over the years, is the balance of... Um, so every business has basically got three functions, right? And this, was, this is well, every single business has three functions. Uh-huh. And this is a, a, a book I read many years ago. I forget who wrote it. I wish I can remember. Um, finding, grinding, and minding. That's funny, right? Finding well, is generating the work, grinding is producing the work, and minding is administrating the work. And so, everything pretty much falls into those three buckets. So Gerber uh-huh. has four buckets. Oh, oh, from the entrepreneur, the the E Myth, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's actually what came after. Okay, but it's it's. Guiding, getting, uh, guiding, getting, process, I can't remember, but there are four, so that's okay, so why I thought four. you were going four. So I'm going three. So there's, there's, there's finding, Got, getting, grinding, finding, and minding. grinding, and minding. Yeah, so finding okay. is everything to do with sales and marketing, grinding is everything to do with production, manufacturing, right. distributions, you know, uh, um, uh, implementation, and and. And minding is everything to do with, you know, HR, finance, administration, operations, the whole thing. And the habit, anyway, you asked the question about the habit, right? Mm. I constantly struggle about this, this, this balance between finding and grinding, right? And I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to have better habits around keeping the marketing engine going, but then I get really effective. We get a whole bunch of clients and now it's into client work and that the, the continuous discipline, the habit of, marketing gets cannibalized more often than I mm. care to. And I have marketing folks now and but but I will I will right. draw them into the client delivery stuff because I hold it as that important. So so they will try to resist me but I have a habit of drawing them in against my better judgment. Fair enough. <laughs> um all right. Well that leads me to I'm going to pull this out. What, Eric, <laughs> do you have anything to promote, a new book? I think you were showing me something pre. Yeah. So, so anything that we can link to, share, promotion. Yeah, so the thing I'm really fired up I would love to share about. that with the uh, H2G listeners. The thing that it literally went online like today 
as my new book is being published in September 1st. It's the same book, kind of? Kind of the same book, but a new publisher with some, with some changes called The Four Virtues of a Leader. Imagine right? that. Imagine Are the that. virtues the same? The same I'm kidding. Same virtues, right. The Four Virtues of a Leader. Four um, Virtues of a Leader. And it just went live on Amazon and Barnes & Noble websites. Huge. And, the, and it's just available for pre-order. Great. So what we're looking for is, you know, I need to get some sure. bumps in the pre-order right. to get Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and okay. Books a Million and Indie. There's a, there's like four or five different right, places right, right. showing up. Um, but that's that's. Uh, you got any particular Amazon would be bonuses them. or special? Oh, they'll be or? definitely. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I mean, people who who do the the pre-order um, will do. Uh, There'll be some videos that are exclusive to that, some exercises that are exclusive to the folks, and so we're definitely giving some gifts, bonuses. All right, well, please, if you're hearing this and you like what you've heard, that's a a fantastic coincidence that you happen to be live. I mean, really, it is, because I think this I just literally got the email today that it just went live, yeah. Well, I would love to help you do what I can, and, and hopefully... I know, not even hopefully. I know that the listener who uh, has just got an earful, who's Eric, persevered right, this whole process, <laughs> who's shown the gritty listener. Grit. <laughs> so do what you can. It's the Four Virtues of a Leader Four by Eric leader. Kaufman. Indeed. And Amazon, maybe aim them there. If Amazon, yeah. All right, Eric. It has been, as always, enlightening, entertaining. I think we're going to have to save the uh, Eastern philosophy for the next. Let's come back for the that. next that because the, this is probably already a little long. Thank you so much, sir. Hey, You've been brilliant. In the studio, awesome. Yeah, in the awesome. studio. All right, cheers. All right, that's gonna wrap it up. Just a quick reminder before we blow out of here: if you have not yet received your free habit tracking slash building template and you want to get it really quick like instantaneously you can go ahead and text me at 33444 and just simply text the word habits that's right habits to 33444 so until next time to your continued success Make it a habit.